0: Helen Farmer, this is the Farmer's Kitchen podcast, introducing you to the great and the good of the food world. It was legendary baker Mish Turner who joined us, taking time out from Atlantis the Royal and indeed her incredible career, cooking for everyone from Pierce Brosnan to Madonna. She did their wedding cakes, explaining how trends have changed and what she'll be serving on December 25th. We were also in conversation with two chefs based here right here in the UAE. And it was Laura Coughlin, Industry Insider, rounding up some festy foodie treats from where to find fondue to even a
1: cable car here in Dubai.
0: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: It is our foodie Friday and we're ending on a sweet note, embarking on a journey with acclaimed baker Mish Turner. From her beginnings to conquering the baking world with the Little Venice Cake Company, She's going to be sharing her passion, plus, yes, her Dubai outpost. She's back where flavours meet innovation, plus a bit of festive chat as well, I hope. Um, Misha, it's so lovely to have you with us. Welcome back to Dubai.
2: Uh, Thank you so much. What a lovely, warm welcome. And it's a real treat to be here.
0: Lovely to speak with you this afternoon. It's a great time of year to come to Dubai. I mean, the lights are up, everyone's excited, the weather's amazing. Um, I know you're here to work, but I hope you're getting a little bit of a a festive break as well please say yes it doesn't
2: it doesn't feel like work when you're immersed in such an amazing city and you know the people are so friendly and everywhere looks just so glamorous and light and bright it's a joy to be here it really is
0: Oh, brilliant now we're going to be talking about what you are serving up there at your incredible spot at Atlantis the Royal but for anyone that's perhaps hasn't heard our chats before or is new to the world of baking and alchemy I wondered if you wouldn't mind taking us back in time you've had such an amazing career so far would you mind telling us where it all began what are some of your earliest memories of being in the kitchen
3: oh
2: bless you Helen well I'll try and give you 25 years in in (laughs) 25, 25 seconds if I can so I mean, I first started, you know, remembering that when I was was younger, for me, the memories of my childhood were high days and holidays and special occasions being partnered with cake. You know, we, we didn't have cake very often, but when we did, it was because it was some kind of celebration, you know, either fr- friends or families or birthdays or Christmases or festive occasions were celebrated with cake. Mm-hmm. So I have this real sort of memory of that joy being shared with the love of cake. Um, And as I started to work in my field of of culinary, artistry and skill and precision and science, it was a natural progression for me to move towards cake. Um, I studied food science at university. I was sponsored by United Biscuits, so spent a year in industry working with biscuit and cake. And then as as I graduated, I worked as a buyer at Harvey Nichols in the bakery and patisserie department. So it really allowed me to um, immerse myself in the world of creative culinary certainly on the sweet side and it was in 1999 that I um, set up Little Venice Cake Company you know my when I was at school my A-level teacher asked me to decorate her wedding cake which was wow. the first time i entered into this world of cakes what an honor at the age of, it was an honor and at the age of 17 you know I'd, I had entered and won a cookery competition at 15 but I hadn't done anything as specialized but my school very kindly funded me to go on a course for four days to learn some of the basics and the techniques and tips. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And then I think, you know, like a lot of people who are really talented in their field, if you're passionate about it and you just want to spend all of your time doing it learning and learning more, I just spent my time really sort of immersing myself in that world. Mm-hmm. And so I set up Little Venice Cake Company in 1999, servicing all of the five-star London hotels for their for their cakes. And I think I really landed uh, or created that niche because at that time, there wasn't that level of service, there wasn't that red carpet treatment. You know, as I I met up recently with the um, uh, executive chef at the Dorchester Hotel, and he said, Mitch, you set the gold standard for cake artistry. He said, you set the premise of which all others now follow, you know, the fact that I delivered that five star mantra service it would be the consultations it would be the presentations the proposals, Mm -hmm. and then following through and working with the event planners the florists the banqueting team to ensure that each and every single cake was delivered on time looking amazing tasting fantastic and really creating
0: that moment that becomes the memory that everybody shares and enjoys i wanted to ask then was there a moment where you feel like oh my gosh i've made it I'm doing it. This is, I'm, li- I'm living my dream and I cannot believe that so-and-so is about to eat my cake or I can't believe I've achieved this design that was maybe something I never thought would go from, from page to, uh, to the plate.
2: Oh, bless you. I think there have been so many pinch me moments along the way, but I still don't feel like I've made it yet. I still feel as though there's so much more to give, so much more to do, so much you know more to, 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 to experience. I think probably one of the the highlights has, you know, there have been so many, but making my own wedding cake, um, and there was another wedding happening in Claridge's the same day I made her wedding cake as well, (laughs) doing all of, I know I say to my husband, I didn't even get a day off on our wedding day, Um, uh, making all of my children's birthday cakes, you know, each and every one of those is special, doing cakes that have gone to Buckingham Palace for Her Majesty the Queen, cakes that have gone to Clarence House for the then Prince Charles, now King Charles. Cakes that have gone to Downing Street. Cakes that have gone to Downton Abbey. Cakes that have been flown to Skibo for Madonna's wedding cake. Cakes that have been transported to Ireland for Pierce Brosnan's wedding. Cakes oh, sent to Madrid gosh. in 48 hours' notice for David Beckham's 30th birthday. You know, so many different highlights along the way. But each and every one, for me, is about professionalism, mm-hmm. precision, and passion. You know, if I can deliver that with, a, with an air of quality, authenticity, prestige, always ensuring that the cakes are totally indulgent, look amazing, taste amazing, and deliver exactly as they're intended to so that they are, you know, the, the perfect memory.
0: Isn't that interesting to think about the the different, I was going to say, tastes, and I guess I mean tastes in all sense, but, you know, from, you know, trends and fashions and, you know, what that very specific brief might be. But you said it just yourself there in terms of the thread that runs through it is the passion, it is the quality. But I wanted to ask you about, and you're going to be celebrating, dum-dum-dum, you know, 25 years very soon. Um, I know. Uh, how have trends changed in cakes in particular. What have you noticed when you reflect on that time, Mish?
2: Well, I I would say that trends have changed over the 25 years that I've been, you know, since, since the inception of Little Venice Cake Company. People are now much more foodie, much more um, understand about flavours and textures. I think a lot of that from TV, you know, the likes of Bake Off uh-huh. um, and the so on, and the, you know, the show that we did, as Britain's Best Bakery. But I think also because people have um, the, the birth of the internet, the birth of um, social media, so so many more visuals and flavours and textures can be shared, enjoyed, experienced visually, digitally. That people expect a lot more and are willing to experiment a lot more. So for me. The, the spectrum of ingredients has changed, the flavours of cakes we work with, and certainly coming to somewhere like Dubai, where we have the opportunity to work with some of the more local ingredients. So we incorporate lots of dates, pistachio, apricots, cardamom, saffron. Pistach- you know, these sort of flavours can really sort of sing some lovely notes and marry nicely between the two cultures. But certainly tears have got a lot
0: deeper. Say that you know, again. Said, tears have got deeper. have got, got a lot deeper. So you've got higher cakes now.
2: Yeah, the taller cake. So, you know, when we started out, the the standard depth of a cake was three inches. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking at least eight inches. So each tier has elevated massively in height. So that means that we can adapt the decoration that goes on on the outside of the tier because we can scale it to make it be larger Mm -hmm. um, or, or offer different elements. So, you know, sugar flowers are coming back very much in fashion, but in a stylish way that makes them very contemporary, but we can make them oversized blooms, so it blooms. So rather than being a lot about very small and, and sort of very fine and sort of pretty detail, it's about much more striking, bold, eclectic. Um, but that said, you know, the colours of that of the romanticism, the pearls and the colours and the, uh, the, the ivories and the subtle golds are always going to be true because, you know, the idea of the wedding cake originated from Queen Victoria and it was to promote or to, to really highlight a sense of wealth and purity and longevity and fertility and happiness and all of that was signified by the white wedding cake so those sort of lighter brighter colors are always going to ring true but certainly tears have got deeper the whole cake size overall has got larger Um, and people are much more discerning when it comes to the actual flavor of the cake inside which all sings
4: the tune to me you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I
1: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Helen Farmer with you. Fantastic to be joined this afternoon by Mish Turner MBE. So Mish has gone from London to Dubai and she even baked her own wedding cake. So Mish, what was in it? What was the flavour? And would you do anything differently now? Well,
2: we've just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary oh, ourselves. Congratulations! Um, and thank you very much. And uh, yes, we may, we had a traditional, rich fruit cake, which we serve much less of these days. You know, occasionally I will still incorporate one or try to for people to have a top tier of their wedding cake because mm-hmm. it is the, trad- the tradition to retain that and serve at your either your first wedding anniversary or your firstborn's christening. And in fact, I just I became a godmother just a few weeks ago to a good friend of mine i'd made her wedding cake and we did serve the top tier of her wedding cake um at my little goddaughter's christening so it's lovely to have that
0: it's really really
2: special because it's that sharing of that moment from when you're married to to have that then at the christening is just lovely so we had the top tier as rich fruit cake which we saved and also served at our firstborns christening um but then we had a carrot cake much very similar um to the one that i made for pierce rosman's wedding so it's a carrot cake made with walnuts, sultana's coconut it's soaked in a lovely citrusy syrup and then has an orange cream cheese frosting and what's nice about the carrot cake is if you don't if you're not a hardened you know fan of the traditional rich
0: fruit cake it still has all the lovely sort of rich tones and flavors to it and textures i wanted to ask you and you, you touched on it earlier about regional taste you know you obviously the origin is in london and now we're lucky enough to have an outpost at atlantis the royal and you mentioned incorporating some local flavors you know dates and uh, saffron you know pistachio we've talked about what about sweetness levels i've heard that in the middle east we like things a little bit sweeter is that something you've noticed you've adjusted or are you doing your thing and staying true to i guess everything that you've held dear and has served you so well
2: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, the Middle East and the baklava, you know, where you
0: have those lovely syrups
2: and the nuts, um, are really intense. But what you'll notice is they're really small portions, and I think that's the difference. And that's where I really appreciate that is because we flavour our cakes with either natural fruit flavours. So certainly, some of our buttercreams are either natural nut flavours or natural fruit flavours. We don't add any artificial colours or flavourings to those. Mm -hmm. They really are intensely fruity or intensely nutty. And it's about delivering that. So we haven't had to adjust our sweetness levels because for me it's all about flavour first rather than just being about sweet. And again, if we can do that where we can deliver those cake flavours and it's in a small enough portion that people can enjoy it and appreciate it without having to have a huge hunk, which, of course, you're very welcome to do this you
0: <laughs> You absolutely are. Um, and what about occasions here? Have there been some grand weddings and, and big celebrations you've been involved in?
2: Well, it's been fantastic because since the grand reveal earlier this year and we've opened, we have had the joy of making some amazing cakes for some super people um, at Atlantis the Royal and in Dubai and through Middle East. So from the coronation cakes I made for His mm-hmm. Majesty or Their Majesties the King uh, Charles and Queen Camilla earlier this year that were on display and enjoyed at the embassies in both Abu Dhabi and Dubai. But certainly the weddings that we've already started to see here in Dubai at Atlantis the Royal and outside where we've really been able to bring together the creative artistry that we have within our team here. So headed up by our cake artist Penelope Graham and our very talented team, we've made cakes for lots of high profile clients already, for celebrations, for weddings, for birthdays, for anniversaries. We've had cakes go to members of the royal family. We've had cakes go to high profile um, celebrities on TV, local TV yeah. that are shared and enjoyed. And it's been an absolute pleasure to, act- to see the translation of, you know, bringing Little Venice Cake Company to, do- to Dubai But the appreciation of our artistry, our craft, the flavours that are being enjoyed by the local scene, that's
0: been a joy. That is Misha Turner, MBE. Up next, her advice for aspiring bakers. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer. Hope you're having a good one. You're listening
4: to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
4: I would say that to anyone who's thinking about having a go at baking,
2: the joy that it brings, the self-empowerment, The endorphins that are released when you create something with your hands. So, you know, I've written seven books. We have craft baking kits here to help people enter into the world of baking. And we host masterclasses here. So people can actually come, dip their toe in the water, so to speak, and have a go. And under the careful tutelage of Penelope Graham, you know, they can come and have an expert masterclass at really feeling what it takes to become a cake artist. we do baking classes we do decorating classes but ultimately it's one step at a time just look at the next thing you have to do understand it have the ingredients at the right temperature follow the recipe breathe
0: and allow yourself to to experiment because the joy that it brings is huge i feel like you're talking to me there because i'm a a real (laughs) a real kind of flapper in the kitchen and i'm like oh gosh i've got to do this i've got to do that but you're absolutely right you know taking a breath one by one trusting in the alchemy because it's a science at the end of the day you know especially if you're working with someone like Penelope, who's all that work of the measurement has been done it's about the finesse and the enjoyment you know i feel like we it's quite intimidating to learn something as an adult we don't do it very often so to be able to do it in kind of safe hands you must be really really rewarding for the team there
2: very much so and you know when it comes to the world of cake it's like wearing your Favorite party outfits. It's like putting on the makeup. So, you know, embrace that, enjoy that. And I mean, nowhere are, are people more well groomed than here in Dubai. <laughs> Fact. So, you know, there is that, there, it, it is akin and it sits hand in, hand in hand. And I think it's why our artistry is so much appreciated here because people appreciate attention to detail, mm. precision, finesse, and having that sort of marry of color. So, you know the, the techniques are not that dissimilar um, and it does mean that you do have something that is joyful, you have made it with your hands, the sense of pride when you've done it, and then you get to eat it
0: <laughs> Good, I'm glad you mentioned that but it's the most important part um, Mishchenna, Christmas is coming the goose is getting fat, the, the cake is going in the oven um, on your 25th uh, of December, if you're not working, and I hope you're, I hope you're not, what, what pudding what dessert um, ends your, uh, your meal on? Well, I should be back in the UK on the 25th. And for me, it'll be the traditional Christmas dinner with
2: all the trimmings and then followed by the the Christmas pudding. But our collection of the most delicious desserts. And when I arrived in Dubai, the very first thing I did was ask the team to lay up the entire festive fair and I ploughed my way through it. So it was absolutely delicious. I could not stop tasting. We have everything from a delicious winter white chocolate raspberry um, cake that's with uh, layers of heavenly vanilla cake with white chocolate
0: ganache, a raspberry compote dressed with Christmas trees and snowflakes. It's
4: absolutely delicious. Because Christmas pudding
0: pudding. is a little bit controversial now. I think a lot of households are like, we want to have a nod to the tradition. We want to have that, you know, setting it on fire and that kind of bringing it to the table moment. But I think if a lot of people put their honest hats on, they'd rather have something else. And that white chocolate sounds divine.
2: Yeah it is divine and what we do is we have an A and a B we have an either or so we always have the traditional Christmas pudding but you're absolutely right because my boys love a yule log yes and at little I know and at little Venice cake company here in Dubai we have our festive chocolate and hazelnut praline yule log with a rich sort of chocolate um, sponge it has a hazelnut praline and then dark chocolate crisp bark on the outside again dressed with festive decoration so it's a really lovely you know you sort of cut a slice and then you can just take a little slice more and then a little slice more um, but we also have you know trendy things like gingerbread latte cupcakes and a black forest cupcake where for me it's really important that the integrity of the ingredients sit true, the hand quality finish um, sits true. so you have something that looks beautiful to look at mm-hmm. will grace any festive table but then be utterly delicious to enjoy afterwards
0: You're making me hungry. Misha Turner, your work (laughs) here is done. Thank you so much for taking the time to make us feel festive, to feel inspired. Um, And I guess it may be a difficult question to end on, but if we were going to take a trip to Atlantis the Royal over the weekend and pop into Little Venice Cake Company, what would you feel like we should see, eat, try, order in order to have The experience, you know, what do you feel like as you on a plate now in
2: 2023? Oh, yum, delicious. I mean, word of, I think probably uh, if you're going to come into the atelier, choose the selection box of four you know where you get to have a little flavor of everything so you'll try something chocolatey with salted caramel you'll try something gingerbread latte with a little bit of coffee you'll have something really fruity you'll have something with the cherries and the chocolate and you'll get to try our carrot cake with the orange cream cheese frosting so that way it's a little selection box and who doesn't love a selection box at this time of year
0: Thank you so much. And for anyone that wants to see your work online, is there the best place to perhaps enjoy you on Instagram, Mish? Yep, that's it, Little Venice Cake Dubai. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Wonderful to have you back in town. And uh, keep inspiring, keep baking, and keep feeding the good people. I was going to say of Dubai, but actually the whole world, from us humble cake lovers up to those A list and royal cake lovers. Thank you so much. Wishing you all the best for this festive season and into 2024. Same to you, and happy 25 years in advance.
4: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8
1: with Spinnies. Eat well, live well.
0: Delighted to welcome back to the studio chef Marwan Saduki He is the corporate chef, culinary director of Amai Gourmet Restaurants and a very busy man indeed. Um, not just today, but every day. You've got a TV show in the works, there's new restaurants, there's festive planning. It's a lot. Thank Hi, you. Alan. How are you, chef?
3: I'm good. What about you?
0: I'm really well, really well. I've got a little headache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the season. Um, I wanted to ask you that. 500 dirhams to spend in Spinneys. What would you be spending that money on as a chef?
3: Honestly, I will go directly to buy a knife. Really? Most probably. Some gifts, ge- But not gear. from Spinneys. Yeah, but you want to <laughs> say about Um I will go for uh, nice ingredients. I will choose uh, nice ingredients. Meat. Uh, Meat, I'll go for the meat and then some nice vegetables, uh, maybe heirloom tomatoes, something uh, refreshing.
0: Love the sound of that.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and of course, uh, I will try to do some kind of dessert. Uh, Especially the season now. So, I will choose uh, some kind of uh, ingredients to make my cake. So, this is where I spent my 500 dirhams.
0: And a bunch of flowers for me. So,
3: definitely. (laughs) Chef
0: Marwan with us this afternoon. Tell us where did you grow up? Where are you from, Chef?
3: Uh, I'm from Lebanon, from Beirut. I lived in an area called uh, Mazra. It's uh, it's in the middle of Beirut. Um, I started working as a chef when I was thirteen years old.
0: Thirteen. Yes, thirteen. What kind of restaurant. What, what was it called? Uh, it
3: was more like fast food. One famous restaurant. It's called Karaki. They sell uh, sandwiches, and it was one of the best sandwiches in the uh, in Beirut. So
0: busy, busy, busy. Yes,
3: I used to go to school, and after school, I go there and I start doing the maison place preparation. Uh, what
0: was their best? Sandwich. What were they best known uh, for? I
3: like the roast beef with uh, toasted bread on uh, toasted bread and some uh, Dijonnaise and little bit of pickles and uh, mint leaves and tomatoes. Oh, so amazing. this was my favorite sandwich. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so from sandwich now to culinary director, it's been quite a journey. You've you know worked all over the world: Paris, Singapore, Saudi. Now here in Dubai. When you started out as a 13-year-old, did you did you want to be a chef or was it an after-school job? Uh,
3: actually, it started when I started cooking at home. I, I started to help my mom cooking some omelets in the morning for my dad. And where I had this passion and I feel like I want to help her and prepare her ingredients. And uh, then I, I found out that I'm in love of uh, kitchen. Then I started working in the street food market, uh, trying to understand uh, more about uh, FMB. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of chefs in Beirut, uh, uh, well-known chefs, and I try to learn and understand from them uh, the way of cooking, the experience, the uh, the quality, and how to uh, how to do a massive production mm-hmm. and send it to the outlets. So. Uh, this is where I started, and uh, I got an opportunity later on to work in uh, Pachi chocolate. Oh, so lovely. I've I've created some nice uh, Pachi chocolate, like uh, wafer chocolate, and um, what a job! Yeah, I've done a lot of uh, some kind of filling, like chanduia filling, uh, marzipan, some other stuff. And that time where I work with Alain Ducasse, when they um, got the opportunity to work with Alain Ducasse and wow. open Tamaris by Alain Ducasse in downtown. Wow. And uh, have stopped since. <laughs> yeah, and it started from scratch again. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned uh, all the technical uh, experience, uh, how to look into the ingredients, how to uh, understand the basic of food, uh, basic on food technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, there where I started my career working in the pastry and chocolate and as well, and savory.
0: I don't even know where to start with you. It's, it, but what I think is really interesting is that you do both. A lot of people yes. go, you go are super specialists, and you know, I am a pastry chef, or I am. What you do is obviously both in terms of. I do as bakery as well. Yeah, and then, but then also you're bringing together the you know Alain Dukas, these French influences, your Lebanese heritage, Japanese at Qatar, and you know your your restaurant. Um, you tell us a little bit about the location,
3: okay? Because uh,
0: it's quite something, but. New Year's Eve is going to be next level
3: yes exactly especially the weather is getting uh, better now and we're under the top of uh, Burj Khalifa uh, next to the fountain so we have an amazing view uh we're doing a set menu for the new year and of course uh christmas is coming so we have uh, planned properly because last year was the first time first year we opened the restaurant and actually we opened in december which is in a very busy season oh well,
0: happy birthday so, sorry, thank one you one year of kata
3: <laughs> and we we're well prepared right now not like the last year but mm-hmm. we've done amazing job last year so we're expecting more people at this time and of course uh, uh, looking at Burj Khalifa end of the year for the fireworks, uh, the experience, it's really amazing.
0: You even have a dish inspired by the Burj Khalifa on the menu at Qatar. Yes, right? exactly.
3: The sushi, Re- uh, Burj it. Khalifa sushi. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, it's uh, it's actually uh, made from uh, tempura uh, shrimps and it's coated uh, outside with uh, uh, with a panko and after that we do like uh, angel hair uh, vegetables and we fried it and after we put it on top of it and We use uh, some kind of uh, dry ice just to reflect the the theme of the fountain, so it gives a nice uh, experience as well.
0: Will that be on the menu on New Year's Eve?
3: We always have it on the menu. There you go.
0: Joining (laughs) us in studio, we have got Chef Marwan. He is culinary director, corporate chef at Michael May Restaurants. I'm curious next about travel, about his TV show making his debut, and it's the question all the chefs dread when they come onto Farmer's Kitchen, their last meal on earth. If I was going to banish Chef Marwan to a desert island where the food was horrendous, but the night before he goes, he gets to put together the meal of his dream. Start a main dessert or any configuration, what would he be eating?
4: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well
0: joining us in the studio. We've stolen him away from the kitchen, Chef Marwan Saduk. He is the corporate chef, culinary director of the my gourmet restaurant group, including Kata. That, I mean, to say it's got an iconic location, some incredible Japanese dishes right next to the Burj Khalifa. Um, I guess I want to say congratulations because you're going from radio with me to TV. You've got your... The Kitchen with Chef Marwan Saduk is going to be making its debut very soon. What's, what's it been like making a television show, Chef?
3: Okay, uh, so The Kitchen is uh, a documentary. Uh, we have done it in one of the best restaurants in Dubai. <laughs> Uh, It's more for the people to understand what's happening behind the scene, especially Mm -hmm. in the different kind of cuisines when it comes to production units, when it comes to uh, delivery kitchens and fine dining, including casual, upscale casual dining uh, restaurants. So we want to show uh, the people what kind of machinery we're using, what kind of preparation we follow, and what is the procedure when we order our ingredients, how fresh it is, and how we use it in a proper way to deliver it to the to the to our guests. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's more detailed about uh, different kind of quich- kitchens and cuisines and it gives this information for the people to understand more what's happening behind the scene because uh, most of the opening a restaurant and working uh, in the kitchen it's not easy as we think. So <laughs> there is a lot of
0: I don't think we I honestly don't think as diners we appreciate it. I don't think we appreciate the hours that go into it you know the creativity the passion the always being on and looking for inspiration and then there's that kind of operation side about because I know a lot of chefs who spend more time on Excel documents than they do in the kitchen you know in terms of ordering and planning staff and you know the finances and then you, exactly that you're talking about the machinery and the processes I think it's I think that's a really interesting angle in terms of shining a light on that that we haven't seen before
3: exactly and everything has to be aligned in the kitchen Teamwork is very important. Uh, when you do, you prepare a menu, you need to make sure you're using high end of ingredients. At the same time, it have to go with your cost, uh, uh, not exceeding your, uh, for example, 25% mm-hmm. of your uh, of your cost. So it's very uh, critical. And you need to, to do uh, from time to time menu engineering to make sure uh, what's moving and what's not moving on the menu. And uh, so it's a, it's a lot of work you need to do before, you step in and uh, have your menu uh, ready
0: be good information for anyone that's thinking about starting their own restaurant and what was it like filming it how did you enjoy the experience Uh,
3: behind the camera is completely different (laughs) and uh, it takes a lot of time and patience and a lot of things uh, might go wrong and you need to you know you need to find the right angles the right uh, um, um, the right shot and uh, uh, to make sure that everything looks amazing uh, behind the camera and a lot of things we use it uh, and explain it inside uh, in in our uh, uh, in the tv show that shows how uh, how things goes behind the camera also because we talk about feta feet and uh, the kitchen of uh of FATFIT, how we do things and how we present it in front of the camera and the preparation from A to Z, what we go through as chefs.
0: So this is going to be broadcast on, um, on FATFIT, as you said, in Arabic? Uh,
3: there is a translation. It's uh, broadcast already on OSM Plus, wow. on uh, FATFIT, on uh, um, uh, and Discovery Channel. Your so Discovery be Plus, be really proud. Uh, Stars Play as well.
0: Oh my God, look, there's, yeah. there's dad on TV. That is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Chef Marwan, I wanted to ask you the tough questions. Last meal on Earth, okay? I'm going to send you to a desert island. Although I have to say how busy you are, but you're like, that sounds pretty good right now. Um, but the food's awful. It's not even like Tom Hanks, you know, spearfishing in, in Castro. <laughs> it's going to be garbage. But the night before you go, you can have the meal of your dreams. Start a main dessert. If you wanted to have three courses of cheese or you wanted to have three courses of dessert, you could. It could not be food from your childhood. It could be something that you've always wanted to try, a favorite, what would you be eating?
3: I'll go for, uh, I I love beef, so I will definitely go for uh, A5 brisket.
0: Ooh. Okay,
3: and uh, okay. Japanese brisket. That,
0: okay, Here's a, just quick off topic. Where do you like the brisket in Dubai? You, uh, you can't say your own.
3: Um, no, I, I, I usually take the brisket and do it like pastrami style. Ooh, so nice. I smoke it and after I cook it for a long period of time, so... So yours? Yes. <laughs> what about, what about
0: if you were going out for brisket? Where would you go?
3: Um, look, I don't usually go out for a lot of oh, places. I just go out chef. to check the food out. But, you know, we are, as <laughs> chefs, we always want to complain about the food. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: point. Okay, so we're having some brisket.
3: Yeah, and, of course, with some uh, um, potato wedges on the side or maybe smashed potatoes. And for the dessert, I'll go for uh, something with chocolate. Maybe uh, f- chocolate fudge Yum. with banana and a uh, little bit of caramelized uh, banana on top. Yeah, and for the appetizers or salad, I will go for... Um, uh, maybe Asian chicken style salad. That sounds delicious. Sweet and sour. Oh, yeah, that's what I will go for. Yeah.
0: I'm really so I, I'm so I'm so embarrassed to admit this. All I all I have eaten today, I've had three packets of crisps, and some chocolate cornflake snacks because we had our Christmas party before. And now I'm absolutely starving for br- for brisket. Chef Marwan, thank you so much. Just a quick reminder for finding you online. Of course, watching the show. What's the best way of finding you? Uh, in touch. You
3: you can you can download the application OSM Plus. And uh, there is the episodes there. Every Tuesday, I have a new episode. And of course, if you have fatafit or uh, bayin uh, online, you can watch it yeah. on bayin every Tuesday.
0: Fatimash is just going. Helen, don't let him off the hook. We want to know where to go for brisket. I'll tell you where I go for brisket. All right. Because I was hoping <laughs> he was going to agree with me. Um, this is unexpected, Mister Brisket which is a, at, a, at a gas station on Beach Road is surprisingly good. But the man for brisket for me is Hatta Um You can find that in Time Out Market. He's got his place fire at Maidan. It is insane. You might cry. You might cry a little, happy, little happy tears for his brisket. So, Mr. Brisket, for a kind of quick grab and go, but for a real treat, had to mutter. Yeah. Chef Marwan, thank you so much. Thank Absolute you. Absolute pleasure. Thank Congratulations you. again. Get pleasure. back to the kitchen. Thanks. You can find Chef Marwan um, there at, at my Gormai restaurant. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8
1: with Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Meeting the chef now, and that's Chef Kieran, who is the culinary director at Novotel and Ibis World Trade Center and Ibis World Central, and we are talking about twine. It's a new restaurant in one of the best parts of town for all things food. Um, you come from Mauritius, sir. Ha, thank you for joining us. How are you?
5: Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure being with you, Alain.
0: Well, thank you for making time for us. I know how busy chefs are, especially on Fridays, especially during the festive season. So just take a seat, relax. Just enjoy a bit of, a bit of peace and quiet. Um, tell us about growing up in Mauritius and some of the food that you grew up with chef. What were some of the main dishes and who was cooking?
5: Uh, from a very beautiful island, Mauritius, I'm in a coastal village on the northeast of the island. Uh, grew up with a fresh fish, seafood, and this is how I grew up. You're lucky. Yeah. you
0: probably didn't even realize how lucky you were. Yeah.
5: And uh, being uh, Mauritius, you know, full of tourists, it's a tourist destination. A lot of hotels next door. So this is how I end up in a kitchen mm-hmm. with the best, the best seafood and. In an hotel.
0: You're lucky. We went to Mauritius last year and the food was amazing because you've got so many different influences. There's kind of, you know, French, obviously. You've got this beautiful seafood. Um, Yeah. So it feels inevitable that you'd end up working in the the kitchen. So tell us then, you've worked all over the world, Maldives, Seychelles, Dubai, and now we're lucky enough to have you, as I said, um, as culinary director. Tell
5: us about twine, the, the influences behind it. How do you describe it? See, twine... As what we name the restaurant Twine is about bringing people together, binding and creating a moment and a friendship, a relation. Mm-hmm. So this is where we want to, where we come out the with meanings. the name Twine and Mediterranean restaurant about the fresh food, the freshness, the seafood, not forgetting the land, the the the, the herbs. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, can I ask about how long it takes to develop a restaurant? Because, you know, when you think about, you know, it opens and there's a di- as a diner, you think, oh, great, there's a new restaurant in town. There's been so much that's been happening behind the scenes. I mean, you're talking there about finding the meaning in a name, yes. but even deciding what kind of cuisine. What about the tasting? When does all that start?
5: It all started last year when... Uh, we're thinking what to do next. You know, mm-hmm. kitchen food is all about innovating, creating new trends. What's happening in town? What's the trends in town? So it all started with a, just a brainstorming myself and, uh, and the general manager. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then from there, we came out with a fresh food, tasty, nice, not complicated. So we end up with a Mediterranean restaurant.
0: Okay. I just confessed on radio that all I've eaten today is three packets of crisps <laughs> <laughs> and some chocolate cornflake treats. I worry that my tummy is going to be rumbling on radio. When you tell us some of the dishes, what are you really proud of on the menu there at Twine Chef? Uh,
5: I have the the fresh sea bream on the menu. It's a carpaccio melted with a truffle dressing. Ooh, yummy! It's It's amazing. It's amazing. And a, a, a Wagyu beef kofta with an Arabic bread crisp. So
0: you're bringing it's together some Arabic flavours and Mediterranean And
5: Mediterranean. Well. So actually the kofta is not Arabic. I will say the Turkish flavour, because Mediterranean, when you take Spain, you take Tur- Turkey, Greek, all the Mediterranean, not only the sea and also the land. Mm-hmm. So to blend all and most of and I will say my menu is inspired by the Mediterranean so the seafood by the sea and the lamb by the land and the dips by the the, the home, home cooking so the it's all about look, that. The decor looks beautiful I had a little nosy on the website
0: earlier today and this is going to sound like a bit of a strange thing to say but there are some restaurants you go to and when you go during the day, it feels like you shouldn't be there. it feels like this is a nighttime place does that make sense And this feels to me like somewhere that would be just as lovely for you know a business lunch as it would be for a date at night
5: in twine we have two menus one is which is lunch uh, considering that we are in a in a Heart of Dubai World Trade Center, yeah. I
0: think about all
5: the events going on. Uh, connected to the Dubai One Central, so more business hub. So we're having a, a more relaxing, quick, uh, fresh menu for lunch. Where I, in the during dinner, we are more relaxed, lay back, chill, fine dining experience, drinks uh, at the bar, uh, uh, at the restaurants uh, with all those flavorful, freshly made drinks mm-hmm. from. Uh, our uh, mixologies, this will definitely l- bring you to a different experience yeah. uh, that we want it to be mem- memorable.
0: Well, it really does look beautiful. Um, You've got hanging chairs and lovely booths and yes. Um, I can just tell how proud you are of it. I, I'm yes, actually, quite, actually. You should be. I actually think it's a real too. accomplishment
5: actually to see the restaurant from, from what it was and what it is now. And those those compliments that we have with not only about the restaurants, it's also about the service, mm. about the experience that you're having there and the food. It's, it's, it's lot, all blend. It's all twine at the see, end of the day. It's all, it's all, t- <laughs> it's all, all twine at together. the
0: end of the day. <laughs> Chef, thank you so much. The restaurant is open now um, and it's really it's really lovely um, to hear your passion for your food and if we're going to eat one thing if we're going to come to twine this weekend chef what's the one dish you cannot
5: miss i just mentioned it the sea bream the sea bream carpaccio with the yes that's one of them it's a bit
0: better than a packet of watsits that i had (laughs) earlier today thank you so much chef karen really really appreciate your
5: time thank you very much
0: my pleasure
5: you're
4: listening to farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8
1: with spinnies eat well Live well.
0: Joining us live in studio, we've got industry insider, food writer, gal about town, Laura Coughlin. Happy holidays, Laura.
6: Oh, Merry Christmas, Helen. It's delightful to be here.
0: 10 day countdown. Hello, oh,
6: gosh. Can you believe it?
0: Well, okay, now you can't win this prize because you are a friend of the show, but oh. we've got a 500 dirham voucher up for grabs. Everyone just needs to get in touch with their five-word Friday. What am I talking about? I am talking about five words that sum up your day. So Roger saying, excited for my birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Roger. Kids are back for Christmas, says Alf. Haja can't wait for weekday holiday. Oh, Dawn. RTA parking app nightmare. (laughs) Afia, out of office until 2024. And Raphael, window cleaning. Or cloud seeding. So five and suspense suspended spenies up <laughs> for grabs on that. What would your five words be,
6: Laura? Uh, this was more... This, what happened this morning? Frantic, last minute Christmas shopping. Successful or not? Half and half. Oh, I, no. I did a little... It's, uh, one thing was okay, the other thing sold out oh, with no. no news on when it will be available. Oh, dear. So now, yeah, I'm just is, it, is, this, is this gift a surprise
0: or not? Or can we do a shout out to see, Does anybody have one? <laughs>
6: No, that's a great idea. i um, looking yeah, for I'm looking for a it's called a Remarkable. It's like an iPad that you, but write, you write on it and then it's got I don't know, it turns things into PDFs. It's a, basically our house is full of notebooks and I'm sick of it. Okay. So we're streamlining. Um, yes, we're streamlining. So this thing is kind of like a never-ending notebook. Okay. From what I understand. But anyway, it's all Help sold out Help us track everywhere.
0: down a Remarkable for oh. Laura. Um the festive season is well and truly underway. Everyone I, I speak to is full of mince pies and maybe a little bit sore <laughs> heads a pa- few sore heads don't look at me a few sore heads knocking around yeah um and i'm i'm loving it i feel like everyone's really I leaning know. into christmas season this year and whether you're kind of at home or going out we can talk about some festive favorites but can we talk about some events because yeah. um i went to see magic phil's show last weekend it was so much fun and it made me realize that actually this idea of booking tickets getting a bit dressed up having the sense of occasion is just lovely, and there's still a few things around town. Where should we be going, Laura? There Coughlin? are loads
6: of things going on around town. Um, we've got a lot of concerts. We've got a lot of pantomimes. Yes, we've got things that just make us feel very jolly. First up, we've obviously got the Nutcracker showing at Dubai Opera. Very traditional. Yeah, you know what? This has been coming now every year. Um, I think I watched maybe two years ago. I saw the Nutcracker on ice at Dubai Opera. This oh. is just um, the usual, on the usual. Wood. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in ballet pumps. Um, but this is happening there from today until December 16th, uh, till December seventeenth, so all weekend long. That's quite um, special. I know, it's, and it's I, lovely. And yeah. They've got
0: Balcanto the restaurant there, but they've also, I know, um, Jun's one of. Um Kind of our favourite places is doing some pre-theatre food if you're just round the corner at the boulevard, so you Very can make smart. a kind of evening of it all. Yeah,
6: definitely. Get dressed up for the Nutcracker. Exactly, you should. And it's really family-friendly as well. You know, you think this is this is a good sort of entry-level ballet to, to go mm. and um, bring the kids to, and it's really an enjoyable an enjoyable show. Can I confess? Sure. I find ballet a bit boring. Okay. Well, likewise, we're not. We're, you and I, perhaps, we're not so highbrow, but I'm not our crackers a lovely show. It's
0: it's beautiful. I think that would be my exception. Okay. I have fallen asleep. That's okay. <laughs> in ballet before.
6: Rather expensive it's, sleep.
0: It's but a bit still. of an expensive snoozle.
6: Okay, um, if that's not your if that's not your jam, go on. Beauty and Can I give you Beauty and the Beast Dubai panto?
0: I want silliness, is it? Is it beastly and beautiful and silly and he's behind you? It's really? a
6: lot of audience participation Brilliant. and oh yes he is and oh yes he's not. Oh no That's he's fun. not. So this is really great. So this is Dubai Panto. They're returning for their 17th edition. They've done Gosh. every single fairy tale going every single year and they take this, this they take this stuff very seriously. So this is happening at Fairmont the Palm. Uh, it already started last night um, and it's taking place throughout Christmas right up until Boxing Day.
0: That sounds like a good one for... for granny and grandpa and my kids like a, fam- like a proper family yeah me? this is
6: the one go and check it out dubaipanto.com.
0: brilliant okay up next we're going to be talking markets we're talking movies Carol's by Candlelight Did You Manage to Get a Ticket and of course Best Festive Restaurants as well Laura Coughlin is in the studio you're listening
4: to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Industry Insider, Laura Coughlin, is in the studio this afternoon. We're giving you places to go, things to eat. Uh, we've just been talking about Panto. What about a, a,
6: a merrymaking making? Festive market. I mean, there are so many now around town. I haven't done any this year. Yet. Yeah, do you know what? I, neither have I. But the one I think this is the OG, right? There's, there's a few around town. I think there's one in Habtoor City. There's another one that's opening up in um, uh, by Museum of the Future. But the OG has got to be the Madnat Jumeirah Fort Festive Island. Market. On Fort Island, exactly. Usually it's like exhibitions and things like that, but it just do you becomes know alive. Why I love it. Tell me.
0: Who doesn't love Santa on an Abra? <laughs>
6: That is it Dubai is the, Christmas. It is, exactly, it is only in Dubai Do right you see there. Santa Claus rocking up on a on a, on a motorised abra Z- down Z- the waterways. That's uh, a brilliant one. So that is that on now? Yeah, so it's on, it's on right now, um, and it's in half an hour. We'll be opening three o'clock, um, and then throughout all the way up until till Christmas. And it's so lovely. You have got live music, those chalet style yeah. markets, um, mulled wine, all the exciting stuff is there. That sounds
0: divine. Yeah. I am going straight from this is my my five word Friday. Going, I'd like my bed, please. I'm going straight from the studio to Ski Dubai. I, I know you are
6: so, a good mum, aren't you?
0: I am very much motivated by mum guilt this week. <laughs> we are packing in the activities around my working hours cycle. It's going to be magical. <laughs> Mummy loves you very much. <laughs> are you having a nice time? Can I go home now, please? Um, but I've heard that this is. Divine at ski Dubai. So, hot chocolate, having a chat with Santa, feeling cold, and then maybe going for the dim Oh,
6: yeah, that There's, last bit's my favourite bit. There it is.
0: <laughs> there it is. Get some dumplings.
6: Nothing <gasps> says Christmas like xiao <Shao> bao. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we talk faster films? Um, because sure. I am, um, while actually the snow cinema is no more I at know. Ski Dubai, which is yep. a bit of a bummer because that was really great. Um, but we have got some places who are kind of bringing some classics to the big screen. So last weekend, I took the girls to see Muppet Christmas Carol on the big screen. Where? Roxy Cinemas, Dubai Hills Mall. They are showing Home Alone, Elf, Ugh. Elf. Love Actually, Die Hard. So it is officially a Christmas film. Um, I'm up at Christmas Carol. Um, and they're even doing mint
6: pies, Christmas uh, spiced popcorn. So Okay, that sounds like a bit of me, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like and, I, I, and I also like the fact that I'm a little bit warmer <laughs> than I was in Ski Dubai. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, Roxy Cinemas, I think until Boxing Day, they're doing the ladies' okay. night for Love Actually. They're doing, like, date nights as well. And then... Or the, I just love the idea of kids seeing what I believed. I mean, Elf is 20 years old. Insane. Is he? Yes. Classics on the big screen. Muppet Christmas Carol stacks up. It stacks up. Um, where else are we going? Oh, let's, let's um, no, this is where I get to be a little bit smug. Tell me. I was refreshing the Platinum List website like a bit of a lunatic and managed to get tickets to Carol's by candlelight
6: oh, i'm so jealous that's very very lucky this is now what helen has got tickets for um is taking place down in expo city um this is all about carol singing live dancers lots of christmas theme projections all on top of that brilliant iconic oh, sort of al Wasl plaza
0: oh. but i didn't go last year apparently it was absolutely gorgeous um so expo city i think putting on a bit of a general great festive show with lots of things happening.
6: Yeah, they've definitely been doing that since Expo 2020. So, Cop is down, Christmas is on.
0: Um, Carols by Candlelight starts on the 20th Mm -hmm. until Christmas Eve. But, I mean, when I say the mums groups of Dubai are... A flame with have you got two kids tickets for this one um, can we can anyone want to do a swap my parents have come I forgot to book da, 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 da. so I mean it would have been worth getting them just to resell to be completely honest <laughs> but I think they've added a couple of extra shows um, I think on a couple of days there is an early one and a later one we're going next Thursday um, 7.30 so I'm going mm-hmm. keep to keep prodding the kids to keep them awake but there are some tickets left and I think really well priced 75 dirhams um, they're going to get the Metro I'll meet them after work um, Platinum List is the website to go to. Laura Coughlin is with us this afternoon. Um, Where can we find you? We're going to be talking about food in a minute, but I love your interview so, so much and I love your recommendations. So
6: where can people find you online? Best to find me on Instagram by Laura Um, Lie. We're having a lot of fun on on there, just chatting to all of the best chefs in town and finding out all their restaurants. This is what we like. We love industry insiders.
0: Um, (laughs) We are meeting the chefs ourselves in half an hour time, but in the meantime, hop over to Laura's. She does such a great job meeting you know the tastemakers the restaurateurs the chefs about everything from their best bar to their best pizza in town and some of the recommendations might surprise you they will definitely inspire you Um, so if you want that you can send me the word food I'll send you Laura's links you can hop on over there you're
4: listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8
1: with Spinneys eat well live well
0: we have got Laura Cochran with us today food writer industry insider And I'm really, really, really happy to be in Dubai for Christmas, apart from one thing.
6: What could possibly be that be?
0: Well, where I am from in the northeast of England, it's the home of Greggs. Okay, right. So growing up, the tradition in our family, we were just talking about pantomimes there, is my grannies, who, by the way, really didn't like each other, but they put it aside a few days for for things like weddings and this. The grannies would, would go on the train, from my hometown into Newcastle city centre, we'd go to Fenix and Fenix had the most amazing kind of toy department. And then the Fenix window is iconic. Every year would be a beautiful theme, you know, all kind of like, like animatronic and just magical. People queue up to, to have it, take a glimpse at the window. In Fenix this year, in the food hall, they are doing a collaboration with Greg's. <laughs> It's Greg's Fine Dining, okay? The steak bake is going to be paired with truffled creamy Dauphinoise <laughs> potatoes. The Greg's Yum Yum is going to be drizzled in caramel sauce, macadamia brittle. It is an Instagram dream and it is booked out. I just love the idea of these two northeast institutions coming together, and it did make me think about elevating food. So if we're thinking to do like a fine dining. I'm like, what, what else could what else could do? Could we do like a a pit fire festive. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm sure sky's that sky's the
6: limit. They probably already do one, don't they? Some sort of truffly pepperoni pizza. So yeah. Um, I'm you happy to be
0: here but I would rather be in Phoenix.
6: Well, I just I just I remember hearing this story at the start of the month and uh, I immediately got on the blower to my mum who used to be the chef at Phoenix. No way. In London. So this was in her early 30s, late 20s early 30s. This is her first um, her first job as a chef. And I said, "Mum, it's all gone downhill at Phoenix no, now.
0: It hasn't. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It's a dream collaboration. If anyone is going, I mean, I just lo- I just love the idea. It's I mean, it's it's a smart move. It's fun. You've no, got- it's
6: brilliant. And I, I, I read why Greg's teamed up with Fenix. Go on. So that window, that sh- that that window that you were just mentioning, apparently opposite Fenix is where Greg's was. And <laughs> no, so loads no, of people uh, take these photos of the window. Yes. And and in the reflection, you can see the sign that says Greg's, but it was always back to front because it was in different, it was in everyone sort of reflection in the pictures. So specifically for Christmas, Greg's opposite would take down their logo no. and turn it so, uh, to to be the reflection so that you could see Greg's in the window, that nice and is, clearly. So it's a brilliant marketing ploy. They both teamed together and gone, yes. you know what together. we're going to make? We're going to make Christmas really special for these tunes. I. <laughs>
0: I might be exaggerating here I've got a feeling on Northumberland Street in Newcastle there are three Greggs and my mum's always like oh these people walking down Northumberland Street with their sausage rolls walking and mum's got a real thing about walking and eating at the same time she thinks it's really common (laughs) right brilliant I I think it's quite clever I think it's just (laughs) using your time perhaps Um, and for anyone that doesn't know what Greg's is, by the way, um, apparently I've heard in Spinneys you can get a Greg sausage roll in the freezer section. Yes. This is the rumour. I've never seen it.
6: No, this is true. Yeah. Oh, great. There was one. It was in the butcher shop, I remember. The British really? butcher shop used to do uh, Greg sausage rolls, sort of oh. hidden, stacked. Okay. I got a, I got a bunch for Christmas one year. Did you? Yeah. Gonna, I might have to go over the weekend. <gasps> Laura Cochin is with us today. I'm sorry
0: about that. I was just, I'm just desperate to go. Um, Let's bring it back to Dubai on the food front because some people are really upping their game on the festive decor, the festive menu. Mm-hmm. Where is on our hit list, whether it is for photos or food, Laura Coughlin?
6: Okay, so look, I've got top four around town that I've seen pictures. Um, I've even walked past them and thought, gosh, am I am I in the Alps? Oh, go um, on. First one has to be Publique. Publique in Madnat Jamira. This has got to be devised, wintryest looking, thank you, restaurant throughout the year. It's in Madnat Jumeirah, dressed sort of like an alpine ski lodge. And it's, it's, you know, your fondue. Oh, it's all about your cheese fondue there. It's wonderful. Um, And so there's really, and really, during Christmas, or especially during December, um, public go mad on the Christmas Um, the Christmas decor even more I mean there's fairy lights it's dripping in fairy lights it's wonderful Um, so you know this is very much a a great place if you haven't decided where you're going to have your Christmas Mm. office parties or you're going to meet up (gasps) with the girls or the guys it's just really fun kind of casual but cool. Yeah. Um, and you've got the market we, right there as well. And exactly, yep. You've got the market there next one, okay. next door. So that's a that's a really really great one. Um another one that I really like the look of is a new restaurant in town called Señor Sassy. Have you heard there? Have you been? I haven't been yet. We had
0: it, Chef in the Studio oh. talking lobster pasta and it sounded Unbelievable!
6: I have had the lobster pasta. It is very tasty. Um, it, and it's a really a lovely addition to Dubai. Mm-hmm. This is down in Palm Jumeirah, um, sort of up on the uh, St. Regis Garden. This is where Shea Wham is, where Tressin studio is. This is the new guy, um, Senior Sassy from London. And it is really cool. You sort of, their decoration is amazing. You've got all these toy soldiers on the outside and then you have to walk through this giant Christmas bauble oh. to get into the restaurant. It's brill. Okay, I'm, insta- I'm Instagramming it right now. Go for it. Um, Um, Number three on your list, Laura Coffin. Okay, number three. This is LPM (gasps) Restaurant. Someone really cool is going for Christmas Day. I'm so jealous. (laughs) It's me.
0: So LPM is really special to to us because um, it's at DIFC and I used to live opposite it. Um, And when we got married on Christmas Eve, that's where we went for our wedding afterwards. So our wedding cake was the cheesecake from LPM. Oh, my gosh. I know. So... Um, We have decided, mum and dad are in town, that we, basically, the money we'd be spending on ingredients and, you know, just all of that. We're going to go out for lunch for once. Sounds great. The menu looks amazing and I've seen a couple of things on Instagram about the decor outside rather than inside that looks amazing. What's going on? Yeah,
6: okay, so uh, where a Publique sort of looks like um, an Alpine Lodge, I mean, LPM have really sort of levelled that up and it looks absolutely incredible. So the whole of the facade of LPM and DIFC has completely changed to look like this gorgeous Alpine Lodge. They've got this ski chairlift. Yeah, it looks on the like a out. gondola or something. Is that what you call it? A gondola? it. Yes, okay. Better than a ski chairlift. But um, yes, it's effectively yes, it is a gondola. It's like a cable car. Yes. they've created you. a big red one that looks really cool and great for photos. Um and inside this giant Christmas tree. I mean it couldn't be more elegant Christmas. Ooh um, la, la. Sounds good.
0: I've I've had Greg's messages coming in by the way. <laughs> I'm glad that I've found my people. My biggest disappointment of twenty twenty three was when I came out of Newcastle Airport and the sausage rolls were sold out. And when I say I nearly cried, I am, I'm honestly not exaggerating. Um, we've had, um, oh, Adam, Greg's Manchester Airport, I'll be there tomorrow morning when my <laughs> flight lands from Abu Dhabi. Uh, James saying, hi guys, got Greg's sausage rolls for Christmas Day morning from foodfactory.ae. Oh. Not all superheroes wear capes, James. Sometimes <laughs> they pick up their phone and tell me where I can get Greg sausage rolls. Thanks, James. You are absolute legend. We've got time
6: for one last foodie recommendation. I think it was Twiggy. Oh, yes, Good memory. Yes, this is fantastic. So this is a really cool hidden gem. Um, Obviously, you know, know, if you, you know where Twiggy is, right, this is in Park High at Dubai. But every Christmas, they transform this sort of unassuming space that's about 100 steps away from Twiggy, and they turn it into Chalet 105. This is amazing. This is like a another elegant alpine lodge. I see a theme here. Mm-hmm. There's three of them, but this one is super cool. It's sort of collaborate. There's a collaboration with Mont Blanc. Inside, it's all sort of you know like um, cow skin and fur and um, real like fire. That
0: house from Barbie movie. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but better okay it's a bit like that actually <laughs> I'm really sorry to the Rick script that wasn't me who said that it's really elegant and cool um, and you're served this beautiful kind of four course meal really elegant dining but it's super cosy um, although I do remember I would I needed to leave the room once in a while because it's so hot in there with the, with the fireplace going you're like still Dubai hey, listen, but it this was, is it wonderful cool
0: this morning alright Twiggy by La Canteen. Yes. yes um, for all of your recommendations and more Where can we find you again, Laura? Oh,
6: please, please follow me on Instagram at ByLauraLye. Thank you so much. I'm going
0: to say happy holidays, 10 days to Christmas. Exactly.
6: Where are you going to be on Christmas Day? I will be in Abu Dhabi with my partner's family. It's going to be a huge celebration. I will bring Greg's sausage rolls.
0: There we go. (laughs) Thanks to James. James. James, you're a superstar. If you want Laura's details, send me the word food. I will send you the link.